If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. Here's Ken Levine. Okay, that is the voice of Randy Thomas. Now, you probably recognize that voice because she is the booth announcer for the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys. More about that in a moment. Hi there, I'm Ken Levine. Welcome to my bitchy, snarky Emmy review. And I warn you, it's going to be a little bitchier and snarkier than normal this year. Also, in this particular episode of Hollywood and Levine, I am going to give away that autographed Cheers script. We're going to have the drawing. So a lot going on. Let's just get right to it. Now, it is hard to believe that one offstage voiceover announcer could completely decimate an entire award show. But that's exactly what happened on Sunday night when Jermaine Fowler took to the mic. Now, this is truly like giving a squirrel a grenade. Note to the Academy... There are some things a professional voiceover announcer should have, like a decent voice, diction, a sense of decorum, oh, and the ability to read. Things that are not needed, ad-libbing, especially when you are not remotely funny, showing favoritism, and screaming. Fowler was quite simply an embarrassment. I mean, he was the drunk uncle who copped a feel of the bride at her wedding. And I think most annoying was the favoritism, shrieking every black presenter's name as if introducing a prize fight. I mean, how would it sound if I, a person of Jewish descent, were to say, please welcome Cecily Tyson Robert De Niro, and Norman Lear. Well, that's what it was like. Next year, please go back to Randy Thomas. And CBS, look, if you want to give one of your few diverse stars more exposure, well, just have them host the friggin' Orange Bowl halftime show. Now, I must say that this was one of the rare award shows where the acceptance speeches were generally more entertaining than the host and the comedy bits. Ironically, in a show that was very meta and very self-aware, most of the speeches this year were really sincere and emotional and heartfelt. And Dowd, oh man, she made me choke up. Now, there have been worse Emmy casts, notably 2005, when Donald Trump 
was a musical guest, a role that he is infinitely more qualified for than the one he is in now. And speaking of our beloved president, or as the gals from 9 to 5 called him, a sexist, egotist, lying, hypocritical bigot, Of course, by then, all of the red states had tuned out and were watching football. Or, if that wasn't bloody enough, the Ken Burns documentary on the Vietnam War that was on PBS. But Trump, of course, was the main target of Stephen Colbert's opening monologue. And that has pretty much become Stephen Colbert's entire act. And Stephen, listen, if you want to reach the general public, don't do three less moon vest jokes. Anyway, I thought he did a decent job of hosting, but nowhere near as relaxed and as funny as Jimmy Kimmel on last year's Emmys and this year's Oscars. Well, Stephen did a decent job when Jermaine Fowler let him host. Please welcome Albert Einstein, Mother Teresa, and Anika Nani Rose! Ugh. The big surprise of the monologue was Sean Spicer appearing, and it was met with blank stares and horror from the audience. (laughs) I mean, even Melissa McCarthy was not amused. And hey, personally, I don't care if he's a good sport. I hate the son of a bitch. What will they do next year? Please welcome O.J. Simpson! Okay, more on the show in a minute, but first I have to back up to the local KTLA Channel 5 live from the red carpet show that I do every year. It is hosted by Footstool to the Stars, Sam Rubin, and someone who doesn't eat named Jessica Holmes. And they're always good for a few really idiotic moments. Now, Sam was asking Carrie Coon about getting ready for the evening. And this is what he said. So, uh, did you start at 7 this morning? Very smooth. Jessica followed by saying to Carrie, You know, people say that you're a very good crier. Is that a learned skill? Or are you just naturally good at it? Then Sam to Matt Walsh. Hey, you have a book coming out. And then Matt to Sam. No, I don't. Great preparation there, Sam. Sam uh, also asked to see Matt's acceptance speech if he had won. So what he did, he took out this little folded piece of paper out of his jacket, and Sam was like absolutely gobsmacked. And he said, oh, my God, it's handwritten. This guy's hosted these shows now for like 15 years. Later, Sam was interviewing Jane Fonda, And he gushed over how hilarious Lily Tomlin was. Has he ever met a star before? My God. But my favorite exchange was when Sam said to Catherine Hahn, Bad Mom's Christmas is not nominated for an Emmy. And Catherine then said, Well, it's not a television show. But Jessica saved the moment by saying, Yes, but it could be. We miss you, Joan Rivers. And now for the show. I know it's subtle, but I think the theme this year was diversity. I could be wrong, but I think the theme was diversity. Clearly, the big winners were The Handmaid's Tale, Big Little Lies, Veep, SNL, and John Oliver. Now, how many times has Bill Maher lost now? What, 
30, 40? You know, the Washington Generals, which is the team that plays the Harlem Globetrotters, I think they have more wins than Bill Maher. And of these shows, I have to say that the ones I've seen are very deserving. Same with all of the winners in all of the categories. It seems this year that the voters did get it right. Keep those screeners coming. Next year, of course, Game of Thrones will be eligible, so it's going to win all of the drama awards. That is, if there is a show. What do I mean by that? Well, with all of the reboots of series coming back, next year they could very easily just rerun the Emmy Awards ceremony of 1995. And how big a deal are the Emmys, even in Hollywood? Okay, let me put this in perspective for you. In the L.A. Times calendar section, which is the entertainment section, which used to be two sections and now it's just like six pages. Well, there were no stories at all about the Emmys, none. But there was a real big one about the Toronto Film Festival. Gives you some idea. Okay, let me ask you, why was Oprah in the front row? Why does Oprah get a standing ovation? Seriously, Hollywood Levine at Outlook.com. I want to know because this is mystifying to me. Margaret Atwood, yes. Carol Burnett, Norman Lear, Cecily Tyson, even Lena Waithe, who you'll hear about later, sure. But Oprah, since when is she the queen of television? By the way, among the people thanked this year by the winners, Winston Churchill and Webster. Congratulations to John Lithgow. Yes, he is a great actor, but more importantly, he was a terrific coach of my son's Little League team. Oh, yes, television embraces diversity. Carol Burnett received a standing ovation. People were even pulling at their ears. However, earlier this year, she made a sitcom pilot for ABC, and I happened to be involved in that pilot, and I can tell you that it was hilariously funny. It was also very, very smart. But ABC didn't pick it up. So, yes, yes, we love you. We love you so much. We're giving you a standing ovation. Are we going to put you on the air? Uh, No. And did you notice that when the president of the TV Academy was giving his speech on how excellent television is, that CBS chose to run an ad for young Sheldon under him? When they introduce presenters now, they need to tell you what shows they're on. A lot of movie stars didn't win Robert De Niro, Anthony Hopkins, which is really kind of shocking. Why do movie stars do television? Well, because otherwise they're going to have to wait all the way till January to start winning awards. Nicole Kidman won, however, and from now on, they really should start her playoff music the minute her name is announced. Women who looked gorgeous, and there were a lot of them this year. Jessica Biel, she sure cleans up nice. Tatiana Maslany in Simple Black. Sophia Vergara, duh, this year coming in a white Jessica Rabbit gown. Edie Falco, elegant in simple bright red. 
Kate McKinnon, by the way, I loved her tearful speech, and many, many others who didn't get on camera so they don't really count. This year, they didn't even bother to announce the creative arts winners. I mean, that to me is just criminal. But we sure needed that lame bit where Stephen Colbert was interviewing RuPaul as Emmy. Oh, yes, I dated Oscar. No, I didn't date Tony. Or the screen time that Jermaine Fowler received so that we could watch him mangle promos. You know, Jermaine, you really should sign up for Hooked on Phonics. Kate McKinnon got played off just as she thanked Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Was Sean Spicer cueing the music? And how come they cut Sterling K. Brown's speech short, but they let Nicole Kidman babble on forever? And in light of the recent events, security was very tough at the Microsoft Center. Anna Chomsky's dress had to go through the metal detector eight times. Now, for actors, it was really the first time that they didn't get to go through TSA pre-check. I mean, just the thought of Nicole Kidman standing in a long line tickled me. Oh, and when Nicole complains that there are so few good roles for women, well, you know, that's partly because she takes them all. I was applauding Alec Baldwin's win until he said... What we do is important. Oh, Christ. This is the medium that gives us dating naked. But for all the hyperbole, no one can come close to Diane English the year she declared that Murphy Brown was the greatest sitcom of all time. Tessa Thompson looked like she was wearing the NBC peacock. And writers always give the best speeches. Lena Waithe, who is the first African-American woman to win a Best Comedy Writing Emmy, was eloquent and funny and did it in a third of the time it took Nicole Kidman to thank her management team. Lena, by the way, co-wrote the episode with Aziz Ansari. Donald Glover was witty and classy. And Dave Mandel of Veep had the funniest speech of the night. It's actually funnier than the opening monologue. And leave it to a Jewish writer to begin his speech with, I'm out of a job. At 93, Norman Lear is amazing. He looked younger than the women from 9 to 5. And what was that blazer slash mini skirt that Reese Witherspoon was wearing? She looked like the first hooker to graduate from Wharton. How does Black Mirror win for best TV movie when it was season three, episode four of a TV drama? Thanks to my son-in-law for pointing that out. RuPaul's checkerboard suit was the perfect look if you're a jester. Can anyone remember last year's best TV movie? And that includes the winners themselves. Sarah Paulson even looks beautiful, wrapped in tinfoil, thus bringing new meaning to Reynolds' wrap. Yeah, I know it's a pun, but I couldn't resist. Hooray for Julia Louise Dreyfus, who won again. This is now six straight times for her role in Veep. Hey, she's funny. And I am sure the producers of Grace and Frankie are breathing a sigh of relief. Both Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin were up for Best Actress in a Comedy. If either one had won while the other one lost, oh, man, you could hang meat in that soundstage for the next year. 
Christopher Jackson's rendition of As I thought was a lovely compliment to the In Memoriam section. And Mary Tyler Moore turning out the lights was the perfect poignant ending. However, this was the first time I ever cheered when I saw a name in the In Memoriam feature. Roger Ailes. Yeah, I know. I'm a horrible person, but see ya. Deborah Messing looked fabulous, but why wear that glad bag? Just because it matched the color of your hair? The Westworld parody was very funny if you watch and know Westworld, which is like maybe 10% of the audience. Proof that comedy is still considered a second-class citizen. The Best Comedy Award was not presented at the end of the night, as it usually is. No, no. This year, it was given out before half a dozen drama awards. Yeah, we get the hint. Meanwhile, a dolphin could jump through Heidi Klum's hoop earrings. John Oliver mentioned seat fillers. Now, those are the people in the first 10 rows that you don't recognize. They're called seat fillers, and when the seat fillers have to go to the bathroom, they're replaced by the nominated writers. Catherine Hahn wore a sheer gown with big black dots. She kind of looked like a game of Othello. Elizabeth Moss got bleeped. Ah, but here on Hollywood and Levine, we know what she said. She was thanking her mom for teaching her that you can be kind and a fucking badass. Way to go, Elizabeth. Stop trying to do funny bits while introducing the accountants. They never work. And you would think after the Oscars that the accountants wouldn't want to be introduced. Riz Ahmed was riveting in the night of. He beat out Robert De Niro, and deservedly so. And in his speech, he gave a shout-out to the South Asian Youth Action and the Innocence Project. And as he was walking off, Jermaine Fowler chimed in and a shout-out to Oprah. (sighs) Truly, I think I would have preferred Sean Spicer as the offstage announcer. Jessica Lange is starting to look like a female impersonator. Yeah, you shake your head, but you know I'm right. When presenter Seth MacFarlane came out with that patented smug expression, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, what now? Another delightful song about tits? Well, it has to be something, and of course, I was right. He read the nominees in different cartoon voices. Yeah, if I'm a nominee and this is my only moment in the spotlight, I want my name announced by the Family Guy dog. It is truly hard to believe that one building, even one as cavernous as the Microsoft Theater, could hold the egos of both Seth MacFarlane and Oprah. It was a scary moment when Cecily Tyson froze while presenting, But God bless her, she recovered, and Anika Nani Rose was truly masterful in covering for Miss Tyson. She handled the moment with grace and ease. That, ladies and gentlemen, and Jermaine Fowler, is a pro. Vanessa Bayer wore the tablecloth from our Passover Seder. And when I saw Titus Burgess in his gold blazer, 
Well, I kind of expected him to take ticket stubs and show people to their seats. And finally, Shannon Purser must have stole the Jolly Green Giants outfit. Okay, as deserving as all of these nominees were, and they were, I still think The Middle, The Good Fight, and The Americans deserve some Emmy love. Oh, and once again, bring back Randy Thomas. Okay, that's my review. Again, congratulations to all of the winners. Happily, I know what you're going through. It's an amazing experience to win an Emmy. And just think, we now have one, but Donald Trump doesn't. Back with more Hollywood and Levine when we announce the winner of the contest. Coming up next. Hollywood and Levine. Okay, it is now time to draw the winner of our coveted Cheers contest. Now, we had something like 40 of you who got it right, and so we are going to have a drawing. And I have decided, you know, to class up this thing, to enlist the help of a lovely assistant. So I would like to introduce you now to my wife, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Well, hi, podcast audience. So I've folded up all your names into this bowl, and I'm going to select one now. Fortunately, it's a podcast, and you just have to believe me. Okay, here we go. And the winner of the script, written and autographed by Ken and David, is... Eden Leibowitz. Eden Leibowitz. Congratulations. Okay, Eden, I will be getting in touch with you via email. Thanks to everybody who played the game, and we'll be doing more things like this in the future. Again, thanks to uh, Debbie. Nice job. the drama of it all. Well, that will do it for this very special edition of Hollywood and Levine. Hope you enjoyed my snarky, bitchy Emmy review. Special thanks to Adam Butler, who assembled it. Also to Susie Meister-Butler, Howard Hoffman, John Wolfert, and my wife, Debbie. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ken Levine. If you have any comments, you may email me at any time, hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. Once again, congratulations to Eden Leibowitz, winner of the autographed Cheers script, and we will be back next week with more. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Hollywood.